At many points in American history, law enforcement enforced the status quo, a status quo that was often brutally unfair to disfavored groups. It was unfair to the Healy siblings and to countless others like them. It was unfair to too many people. At the church, and then next thing they know, they said the dude had a gun. Adam says she didn't personally see a gun, but the officers weren't taking any chances. They told everybody to get out of the church. Police say he locked himself in the women's restroom. And when the pastor's attempts to talk him out didn't work, they used tear gas. That's when the man finally surrendered to police. He, he go by the name of Curtis Snow. But his name is Curtis Ward. Witnesses and relatives say the man at the center of the standoff is known for making a low-budget movie in the neighborhood called Snow on the Bluff. I was jailing nobody. I was jailing but not jail. I was just glad that he came out and he's safe. That's all that matters. Whatever he did, he had to deal with the law with that. You know what free is, nigga? A copy of Attorney General Robert Kennedy's approval of J. Edgar Hoover's request to wiretap Dr. King. It is a single page. The entire application is five sentences long. It is without fact or substance and is predicated on the naked assertion that there is, quote, communist influence in the racial situation. The reason I do those things is to ensure that we remember our mistakes and that we learn from them. What's free? Free is when nobody else could tell us what to be. Because the African people in America were never repaired after their enslavement, after them Jim Crow, after the government redlined them, after the government never gave any restitution for the Holocaust enslavement of African people. So if you don't repair a people... Stay true, pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I want to be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true. We've learned funeral seating arrangements may have led to a SWAT standoff at a local church. We brought you this arrest breaking during Channel 2 Action News at 6 o'clock yesterday. Channel 2's Nicole Carr is live outside of the Fulton County Jail where that man is being held. And Nicole, you heard from a woman who was inside the church when things escalated. And she tells me there was controversy over whether this man should have been allowed to sit front and center at his own grandfather's funeral. And erratic behavior led others to fear what he may do in that church. As I was bending down to, to kiss her and say how sorry I was. That's when she grabbed me and said, help my grandson, do something for my grandson, do something with my grandson. Linda Adams describes a brief run-in with the infamous Curtis Snow in the moments before other churchgoers called 911 Saturday afternoon. When the policeman got the 911 call, it was stated that someone had a gun out of control at the church. And they did not know there was not a gun involved until after they caught him. Lock me in the cell for all them nights and I won't snap, uh 250 is showing they still think I'm selling crack, uh When you bring my name up to the judge, you tell them facts Adams was inside the Higher Ground Empowerment Church in Northwest Atlanta before APD responded to those calls. She says there was a seating dispute, people who did not want snow in the front row at his 94-year-old grandfather's funeral. Atlanta police say Snow, known for his reality-style film about street life and drug dealing that can be found here on YouTube, had a warrant out for his arrest and barricaded himself in a ladies' bathroom before a peaceful surrender ended a dramatic hours-long standoff. The church is located in the Bluff, one of Atlanta's notorious drug and crime-ridden areas at the center of Snow's 2011 drug drama, Snow on the Bluff. Trying to fix the system in the way that they designed it. I think they want me silent.
on the bluff. It didn't ruin it. Young people grieve differently. And I don't think he was here to hurt anyone. Adams says claims the police SWAT response was overblown are ridiculous. They did what they are trained to do, and that is to make everyone safe. Right now, I'm really excited because I'm about to meet someone who I really admire. Roll them, but you're not. Oh, say you can see, I don't feel like I'm free. Locked down in my cell, shackled from ankle to feet. Judge banging that gavel, turned me to slave from a king. Another day in the bing. I got to hang from a street. Uh, one Atlanta police officer cautioned us against glamorizing him as famous, saying that um, he's victimized many people over the years by supplying drugs to that area. In October, we joined forces with the Washington Post and reported a disturbing story of Washington at its worst about an act of Congress that crippled the DEA's ability to fight the worst drug crisis in American history the opioid addiction crisis. Now, a new front of that joint investigation. It is also disturbing. It's the inside story of the biggest case the DEA ever built against a drug company, the McKesson Corporation, the country's largest drug distributor. It's also the story of a company too big to prosecute. In 2014, after two years of painstaking inquiry, by nine DEA field divisions and 12 U.S. attorneys, investigators built a powerful case against McKesson for the company's role in the opioid crisis. Man, I'm talking about Gotham City, man. We were rolling, man. We were jumping on guys in the middle of the night, all of that swooping down on folks all across the country. Our reporting turned up the leader of the DEA team, David Schiller, who tells, for the first time, how his investigators hit a brick wall in Washington when they tried to hold the powerful company accountable. This is the best case we've ever had against a major distributor in the history of the Drug Enforcement Administration. How do we not go after the number one organization? In the height of the epidemic, when people are dying everywhere. Doesn't somebody have to be held accountable? McKesson needs to be held accountable. We need to take these people on. They are often connected to big drug cartels. They are not just gangs of kids anymore. They are often the kinds of kids that are called super predators. No conscience, no empathy. We can talk about why they ended up that way, but first we have to bring them to... Holding McKesson accountable meant going after the fifth largest corporation in the country. Headquartered in San Francisco, McKesson has 76,000 employees and earns almost $200 billion a year in revenues, about the same as ExxonMobil. Since the 1990s, McKesson has made billions from the distribution of addictive opioids. One reason we cannot forget our law enforcement legacy is that the people we serve and protect cannot forget it either. So we must talk about our history. It is a hard truth that lives on. A second hard truth. Much research points to the widespread existence of unconscious bias. No, sir. Yeah, man, it's the real Judge Snow, man. All that bullshit that I've been seeing in the news, man, don't believe that hype. I'm here, I'm here to play the real true story, man. The folks busting my granddaddy's son on some hate-ass shit, total disrespect, about a little-ass one. And I was, I was destructive. They the last goddamn male in my family. You know, when we looked up to that my last granddad, I just lost my other granddad six months ago. And goddamn it, you know, I just got a little emotional with that bullshit. But yeah, I'm here to tell the real few stories, man. That was the bullshit that they saying. All that about I had a gun, all that about a hostage, and all that shit. 
still out in my family in church. I was baptized at that church. And got them, I got the utmost respect for that church, the preacher, my granddad, my whole family. I would have never did no dumb shit. They had no gun at no church. Don't believe none of that hype. Using these sort of tax robberies that we went out on that you would use in Vietnam or using some type of war-torn zone. All of the stuff that we were doing, just calling it the war on drugs. And it wasn't very many black guys in my position. So when I would go into the war room where we were setting up all of our drug and gun addiction task forces, determining what cities where we're going to hit, I would notice that most of the time was always appeared to be urban areas. <clears throat> That's when I asked the question, well, don't they sell, sell drugs out Potomac and Springfield? And, places like that, or maybe y'all think they don't. The statistics show they use more drugs out in those areas than anywhere. The special agent in charge, he says, you know, if we go out there and start messing with those folks, they know judges, they know lawyers, they know politicians. You start locking their kids up, somebody's gonna jerk our chain. He said, they're gonna call us on it, and before you know it, they're gonna shut us down, and there goes your overtime. A second hard truth. Much research points to the widespread existence of unconscious bias. Many people in our white majority culture have unconscious racial biases and react differently to a white face than a black face. In fact, we all, white and black, carry various biases around with us. But you're not black. Hello, okay. shout out to Curtis Snow. I'm going out to Atlanta this weekend to shed more light on what's really, really going on in these streets. It's not a game. Told my niggas I need you. Do all the fame, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I want to be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas... What I began to see is that the drug war is totally about race. If we was locking up everybody, white and black, for doing the same drugs, they would have done the same thing they did with prohibition. They would have outlawed it. They would have said, let's stop this craziness because you're not putting my son in jail. My daughter's not going to jail. If it was an equal enforcement opportunity operation, we wouldn't be sitting here anyway. That's why a lot of goddamn famous people from Hollywood to New York. They can't wait to get that. They know what's up. Yeah, what, what's his name? Name who? Od. Philip Seymour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy had just left. Uh, he get the dope from blood. He got that bullshit from wherever he went after that. He got some more dope. You know, yeah. um, CeeLo just made a song about him. Philip Seymour. Yeah, that boy a legend. Yeah, that boy a legend. Regular day, you know what I mean. In the hood, you know what I mean. Nija got killed. That ain't that. Everybody finna got them, you know what I mean. Back to your regular scheduled program, you know what I mean. No, we'll pick it up and try it again, but shit, we got some shit that we know for a fact, you know what I mean? Some shit that's gonna be banned for TV part three. We'll throw that out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I need you. Stay up. I know these times ain't true. Real life was free. In the land of the free where the blacks enslave, three fifths of a man, I believe, is the phrase. But you're not black. Brother named Curtis Snow. How come everything gotta be closed up and boarded up and abandoned? We at the bluff. The bluff stands for better leave, you fucking fool. So I guess I'm a fool because I ain't leaving. Woo, woo. Take it easy. Oh, man.
Well, I appreciate y'all for my real talk because we done heard so many people say, yeah, we, we, we'll come through. We love it. We dig that. I'm from that side of town. I do that. Yeah. This for real. Yeah. It was the car real. I just want to give respect, you know what I'm saying? Real G. I'm a pretend G. You feel me? I'm yeah, an actor. Uh, real talk, I respect you for being real. Yeah. Cause I would've never knew. Don't get it twisted though. Yeah, these is real. <laughs> My shit stopped right here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, you can't. That, yeah. That's real. Yeah, that's real, and this is real. You know what I'm saying? One of my homeboys got stabbed with seals on, and it wasn't even bad as this. Mm. That boy bled to death. Bled out. He ran down the street in a panic. Jay got shot in the kneecap. He runs down the street some kind of way in a panic. Bled to death. Jay died. You know what I'm Yesterday. You know what I mean? Real. Route better, of course. We started without food in our mouth. They gave us pork. About fairness, man, and understanding how would I want to be treated? Whether I'm on that one end or the other end, how would I want to be treated if everything was done equal? So if you don't repair a people or you put them in ghettos and you put them poor and uneducated in ghettos, you're going to get that kind you know of activity. You know, it's interesting when we have this conversation, <laughs> this conversation, you know, sometimes I drive home on the West Side Highway. It's a little cluttered, so I'll mm -hmm. take the slow route. And I drive through some of my old neighborhoods that I lived in throughout Harlem. And I see them now, and they're becoming what they call gentrified. So it's the same neighborhood, the same buildings, but Correct. less graffiti, less garbage on the street. Right. So what makes a ghetto a ghetto? Not the buildings, not the neighborhood. That dirty motherfucking bluff. It is what it is. Stay real. Keep your head up. Stay down till you come up. It's a whole house, a whole area. Hello is the name of Jesus Christ God. Come on, baby. No called gentrified. No called gentrified. There go my baby. <laughs> this the boy got killed. We did bury him Wednesday. Go on. Three foot seven. Three foot seven. Thirty-eight and a twenty-two. That means. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, three foot seven and a thirty-eight and a bag and a twenty-two on the side. A lot more than that take you down, right? Oh boy, oh boy. Man, go on by your bitch. I don't like you. Go head on. Go head on. It's interesting when we have this conversation. Roll them. Sometimes I drive home on the West Side Highway. It's a little cluttered, so I'll take the slow route. And I drive through some of my old neighborhoods that I lived in throughout Harlem. And I see them now, and they're becoming what they call gentrified. So it's the same neighborhood, the same buildings, but Correct. less graffiti, less garbage on the street. Right. So what makes a ghetto a ghetto? Not the buildings, not the neighborhood. Pig intestines, shit you discarded that we ingested. We made the project a wave. You came back, reinvested, and gentrified it. Took niggas to pride, and the hot ass free. And the people stole it.